BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. Wild week. Very wild week. Um, My last video got reposted a lot, got a lot of views. I had a big influx of followers, which is phenomenal and terrifying. I cried about it this morning, but I think we're good. Um, Welcome to everybody who's new and who hasn't listened before. My name is Maddie. Did I just say that? I don't know. Uh, You'll soon learn that I have no qualifications to be hosting a podcast, but I am doing it anyways. So welcome. Crazy, crazy week. Also burning hot week. Um, Hate summer. Not into it. Don't like it. Don't want it. Don't want to go outside. I don't want to go to your outdoor summer activity. I'm chubby and I'm sweaty. I don't want to go. I hate it. I'm inside probably 80% of the time. And the other 20% is like the time between my house and my car. So no, I don't like it. I'm mad at summer. But this week, oh, this week was actually pretty fun. Taylor Swift's new album. I know. Here's the thing, you guys. I should let you guys know it's not cool to hate Taylor Swift. Like, I know, like, we're, you know, you're trying to be edgy. You don't want to like her. I get it. I'm kind of lukewarm on her. Um, But, like, people who hate Taylor, like, you don't hate Taylor Swift. You don't. I mean, it's not, I don't know. Maybe you do. As I say that, like, maybe you do hate her. But I think she's cool. And I got to meet her one time at Disney World. I'll just tell you guys this story really quick. You guys asked for longer episodes. And so I'm just going to just going to babble, babble in a way. So I went to Florida with my family on a vacation. And me and my brother's girlfriend at the time and my mom all went to the Taylor Swift concert in Orlando when we were there. And then the next day we were at uh, Disney World and there's a restaurant there it's called like the sci-fi diner or something. And it's, it's like a drive-in movie vibe. So all of the tables are like cars and it's dark in there and there's a movie playing anyways. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. So I, uh, 
well, I see this girl like two tables in front of us and she like turns her head and her like curly blonde hair like goes over her shoulder. And I was like, that is Taylor Swift full on. That's Taylor Swift. So I get super nervous. I tell my brother's girlfriend, I'm like, we got to go meet her. Come on. So we walk up to her. Her bodyguard is like kind of pushing us away. And she's like, no, 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 it's totally fine. It's totally fine. She's like kind of whispering because it's quiet. Um, she says hi to us. We shake her hand. She won't let us take a picture with her. Yeah, I know. Everybody thinks I'm lying about this because I don't have a picture with her, but it was dark in there. And she was like, if the flash goes off, it gets kind of crazy. So uh, I can't do a picture. So whatever. But she was super nice. And I really like her. And like, I'll be damned if I'm not going to sit in my car and cry to her new album while eating an entire bag of fun size Midnight Milky Ways, which is exactly what I did last night. So I'm into it. Oh, and also, okay, before we get started, so today's episode is going to be about your dating horror stories that you guys submitted to me. Uh, you guys crushed it at the submissions. I spent all day reading them. Uh, part of me died reading all of these, but we got through it and I picked, I think my top 10 or 11 uh, that I'm going to talk to you guys about or that I'm going to tell you guys about. So before we do that, if you haven't been here before, I, I, I've been doing this thing where I'm promoting some of my followers' businesses that they own. Um, I'm doing this just because I, you guys are supporting me and what I'm doing, and there's no reason why I shouldn't support you back. I've gotten a few DMs of people wanting me to do an ad for their small business. I'm definitely going to open it back up again. I have them planned out for the next few months, but once I need more, I will post about it and you guys can submit them to me because I want my followers to know about your guys' businesses because they're sweet. So sweet. Did I say they're sweet? <laughs> so anyways, did you guys see on my Instagram the cakes that I got this week? Wild. My friend Callie, Callie Mundy, not Monday, Mundy, M-U-N-D-Y, Mundy made me these cakes. And one of them had my Bad Broadcast logo on them. It was a chocolate cake with Nutella Crunch and fresh raspberries. And then she made me another cake that had my juice design on it that was on... um it was on, it's on, t on some of my t-shirts. I think they're sold out now, but she made me that. And that one was like a banana caramel toffee vanilla situation. They were crazy. And she is unbelievably talented. So she is offering you guys 10% off of a cust of custom cakes or 15% off of wedding cakes. When you mention my name, Maddie or the bad broadcast. Um, if you book with her by the end of the year. So her Instagram is Mundy made M U N D Y M A D E. And I'm going to put this all in the show notes too. So if you guys, um, so you don't have to like, like, um, look through this episode to find the discount. So Callie Mundy will give you discounts on her amazing cakes. And then my next one is from one of my followers. Her name's Alicia Benson. She and her husband own Benson threads, which are, really high quality, funny, cool doormats. I ordered one and they're funny. You guys know I hate like things with quotes on them, like, you know, tchotchkes as Heather McMahon would say, but these are seriously funny and they're really, really cool. Um, she'll give you 10% off if you use the code badbroad10. Again, this will be in the show notes so you don't have to remember this and also free shipping. So look them up on Instagram, Benson Threads um, or on their website. So those are our two highlights this week, both wonderful. Thank you guys for supporting me. And I hope you go support them too. Let's let, let's make all of the money together. Well, I don't make any money, but I hope they do. So I 
kind of pivoted this episode because at first I was going to do my original question, which was what is your obscure or specific fear? And I recorded the episode and I just like, I don't know, I just did I wasn't feeling it. It just felt like scary and dark, which I don't know, just feels like we don't need more of that in 2020. But maybe I'll put the episode out anyways, because a few of you were curious about these obscure fears. Some of them were pretty funny. But I decided to change the topic to dating horror stories. So the first time I did dating horror stories was on my IGTV, like probably two months ago. And it was it like the, the dates you guys go on. I can't I can't believe it. Sometimes you guys ask me my craziest date stories, but I didn't date a whole lot. I didn't have a lot of I had like two serious boyfriends before I met my now husband and I just didn't I don't know. I just wasn't I wasn't a dater. I said no to pretty much every date I I went on. So I don't have a lot of funny dates. But you guys, you guys must have some pretty bad taste in humans because the dates you guys go on make me want to throw myself off a bridge. I can't believe these situations you guys find yourself in. Why, why you need you why is it 911 on speed dial? Uh, I don't know, but you guys will hear what I'm talking about. I have some of the worst dates I've ever heard uh, for this episode, and I hope that we just all laugh for a very long time, and then maybe you guys could like shift and not date like terrifying people. So let's just dive in. Let's just get into it. Uh, these aren't ranked or anything. I didn't do like worst to best or best to worst or anything. I just have them all here. Also, I want to say so. Uh, when they get submitted to me, sometimes they're really long or they're like in pieces. And so I kind of go through and I edit them together so they make more sense. And um, so if like you hear your story and some things are changed, I'm just trying to make it so it's like easier to read and uh, translate better when I'm talking about it, if that makes sense. So here we go. Number one, she says, I was 16. It was homecoming week my junior year. All my friends had been asked, and I was hoping I would be too. A few days before the dance, I got a call from a boy in my neighborhood. He was a year older than me. I wasn't into him at all, but one time he had forced me to hold his hand while giving me a ride home from school. Hmm, good start. So he calls me and says, homecoming is this weekend, but I hate dances, so how about we just hang out that night instead? I agree. Fast forward to the day of, I had been working in the yard with my parents when he came to pick me up at noon and I told him I needed a shower first. He was pushy and said, no, you're fine. Let's go. <laughs> bad, bad start. I mean, just whatever. He takes me up the mountains for a hike. I hate hiking. That's her words and mine. I hate hiking. So we hike for almost two miles and get to a waterfall slash rock slide thing. There were a bunch of people there playing in the water. My date takes off his shirt. I didn't notice until now that he was wearing swim trunks. Okay, I'm just going to take a quick little pause here. Um, have you guys ever like ran into somebody who wore swim trunks like as pants? Like they they were wearing them like not um, like not near a body of water? That is um, a crime. It's a crime. I, I hate it. And you just hear him. You hear him walking and it's like, <laughs> no. Okay. So she didn't notice until now he was in swim trunks and he says, come on, let's get into this waterfall thing they're in. They're at. I was wearing jeans. I said, no, I'm not dressed for this. He said, okay, then wait here. <laughs> 30 minutes later, he was done playing in the water and we hiked back to the car. He says, that was fun. Let's go on another hike. My nightmare. 
Okay. Thankfully, it started to rain, and I told him I didn't want to hike in the rain. He agreed. I thought he would take me home. Wrong. We go to his house and play pool in his basement for two hours. During all of this, I'm having insane period cramps, and I go to the bathroom to tell my mom to call me and tell me to come home. She says I need to be nicer because he's a nice boy. No, he's not. Call me next time. Okay, mom. It's now four o'clock and he says he's in the mood for a movie. So what do we do? We drive to the theater and see Kung Fu Panda. Afterward, he asks me if I'm hungry. Why can't this end? I said, sure. Why did you say sure? Okay, whatever. He says, okay, I better take you home so you can eat. <laughs> he takes me home and here is the pièce de résistance. Did I say that right? Don't correct me. I got out of the car and he turned and turned to say goodbye Okay, hold on. Let me say that sentence again. I got out of the car, and as I turned to say goodbye, I see my period blood all over his white seat cushion. I said nothing and shut the door. <laughs> oh, I think he deserves it. I don't know. I just feel like that's fine. I feel like he should have to pay for making you go on two hikes. That's just, that's really unacceptable. Plus, any guy, I mean, I don't know what this guy's reaction was, obviously. Any guy who's grossed out by like female anatomy or female uh liquid <laughs> absolutely not nothing is grosser than a man okay there's nothing that girls could do that would be grosser just get over it okay next i went on a date with a pathological liar perfect we were driving around and around midnight, I thought the date was finally over. He told me that he'd never felt more comfortable or safe with a girl than he did with me. He proceeds to tell me a series of far-fetched stories, each one more ridiculous than the last. But the one that really did it for me was when he divulged the big one, in which he accidentally killed a homeless woman because he drank acid and lost control of his truck. Did, did you guys absorb that? He drank acid and lost control of his truck. Does he mean he did acid? It specifically says drank in her email. Like, did he drink like from a laboratory? Like he found ingredient X and like drank acid? Is he the green goblin? Okay. Um, my pushover ass when ended up going out with him a second time. Why? Why? this time as a plus one to a wedding where the bride was one of his exes. He said he wanted to make her feel bad by parading me around. Okay, this guy. Okay. He was clearly not invited because the bride looked so confused to see him. And he, and he said she was weird because she was mad at him that his roommates made him drink acid. What's the drinking acid? I don't get it. What does that even mean? I need to speak with this guy. At the end, she says he's married to like a normal person. So I don't know. I don't know about that. That was a wild ride. Next up. Okay. I went to his house to watch a movie. He wore a coat the whole time. Oh, I love when you guys include like these details that just, they really, they don't sound like they make a difference. But when you tell me that this guy wore a coat inside his apartment the entire time, it really paints a picture with me. I love specificity. He wore a coat the whole time, probably to mask his BO. Now imagine a lounging position of someone laying on a couch. He took that to the next level. Okay, so he's lounging, he's in a coat, he's greasy and smelly. She sat on the opposite couch. Instead of turning on a movie, he laid there and watched NCAA basketball. Okay. Was he a fan? No. Did he care about the outcome? Nope. I was about to leave when he decided to pick, when he finally decided to pick a movie. He sat up, moved next to me, put his arm around me and rested his hand 
on my boob. Just set it there. Just a good old, you know, uh, titty armrest, obviously, is what he was looking for. If you guys, okay, let's just, let's make this abundantly clear. If a any human touches you without you explicitly saying, please touch me, call me. I will call the police. You guys think I'm being dramatic about the police thing. I'm not. That is not okay. And these, like, don't even get me started on, like, what we teach men to do as opposed to what we teach women to do. Like, all of, so many of these, okay, let me just, let me, let me, let me go off for a second. So many of these dates are you guys saying, I just wanted to be nice. I didn't want to be rude. I didn't want to make him feel bad. You guys, they should feel bad. They need to feel bad. If a guy asks you out and you're scared, we're going to get to a story that is like actually legitimately scary. If that is happening, you should not care about his feelings. Like when has a guy ever done anything? Like, I just didn't want to make her feel bad. Are you kidding me? I swear 98% of straight dudes are purposely looking for things to hurt your feelings with. So never, ever, 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 ever ignore a feeling that you're thinking of like, I don't really want to go on this date. I don't care if he's at your door with a bouquet of flowers. If you have a weird feeling, you shut the door, turn off your phone, and, and call me. Me and Matt will come do something to him. I don't know. Egg his car, slit his Achilles. I don't really know. But I just, I do not stop trying to make men more comfortable. Okay. <sighs> I'm sweating. And it's also, why is it so hot outside? <sighs> I had like, I think I had like 300 milligrams of caffeine right now or the, today. And I'm, I am feeling it. Next up. Okay. He got my number from a directory. Bad start already. He didn't even ask her for it. She says, my mom always taught me to say yes to a first date. This is terrible advice. Again, that is terrible advice. You do not have to go on a first date if you don't feel like it. He picked me up an hour and a half late and said it was because I live in the middle of nowhere and my neighborhood has speed bumps. I live five minutes from the Las Vegas Strip and my neighborhood has two speed bumps. (laughs) He drove me 45 minutes away to a park instead of to the 12 parks we passed along the way. He, oh, whoops. He told me he was so dyslexic that he failed the third grade twice. (laughs) He went to a special dyslexic school and failed out of that too. So he had to do online school, which he made his mom do for him. I tried to make him feel better by confiding in him that I'm also dyslexic. He looked at me like I was so disgusting. That's good. He gave me his cousin's rollerblades so we could rollerblade through a park. But (laughs) the rollerblades are (laughs) such a good detail. (laughs) The park was closed, so he took me rollerblading on busy northern Vegas streets. We found a strip mall, so we walked around, where he told me he hates puppies. Actually, he told me he hates all animals. Okay? I asked what he wants to do for a career. He told me an accountant. A dyslexic accountant. He said he did the math, and he needs to make 80K so he can comfortably have six kids and a stay-at-home wife. Woof. His wife will stay home because someone has to do it. And oh, this is a quote. Someone has to do it. And it's not going to me, not going to be me. Plus it's her duty. You guys already know how I feel about that. I'm screaming inside at this point. I told him I wanted to go home. So we start rollerblading (laughs) rollerblades. I it's such a good visual. We start rollerblading back. We get headed down a hill and start going way too fast. At the bottom of this hill is a 90 degree turn onto a bridge. He decided that I couldn't take it. So he grabs me, wraps his arm around me. So he's got a handful of my left boob and tackles me to the ground. Okay. We land on my shoulder 
My shirt is ripped open and I'm bleeding pretty bad. He told me that we only got out of control because of the momentum, but we're close enough now that we'll just coast. Within seconds, we pick up a ton of speed and he tackles me with the same hold on my left boob. We land on my shoulder again, and this time he scratches his pinky finger. He was crying, so I gave him a Band-Aid. Your girl is always prepared. Love that. And we drove home with him holding his pinky up for 45 minutes because it was throbbing and he didn't want it to swell. He dropped me off and said, this was so fun. We'll have to do it again. Okay. A lot to unpack here. Uh, the titty grab, the swollen pinky, the rollerblades, um, the dyslexia to just top it all off. It's wild. What an, what an absolute ride. I felt like I was, I felt like I was on this hill with you speeding down towards a bridge. That's what this story felt like. Next up, I went on a date with a guy who seemed fairly nice. Never a good start. We were headed home and just chatting. He looked at me boldly and said, can you just stop talking for once? I said, you can take me home now. And instead of silence, he turned on his jazz music. Okay. Any, another blanket statement that I absolutely stand by. Any man, any man who tells you to talk less or talk quieter does not deserve rights. Okay. Like you should be taking up space. Trust me, as somebody who has always been loud and always been told to be quieter, I had, I had two, I had two boyfriends before Matt. Like I said, both of them told me that I was too loud. Both of them told me that I needed attention too much. So guess what I did? I started a podcast where I talked to myself. Um, yeah, not good. Next, I was on a date with a guy and my roommate had texted me that she forgot her key and needed to come pick up mine. I had my phone out, which I never, which I normally would never do, but I wanted her to be able to reach me. She texted me. So I picked up my phone to try and send her our location. He also picked up his phone to send a text. I finished my text and I put my phone down when I got another text. I picked it up and it was from my date. It says date is okay. Nice rack. <laughs> I was shocked and he must have seen it on my face. He apologized and the date went so quickly after that that I told my roommate to not even bother picking up the key because I was headed home. Wish he would have said, she's really funny. Great rack too. Nope, just an okay girl with a nice rack. Pretty bummed my tits were more dazzling than my wits. Oh, that's a good line. We should put that on a t-shirt because I am definitely sure you have both. Next. How my mom doesn't listen to this episode. Uh, to set the scene, I was walking by a river with this guy where there are tons of crazy squirrels. Wow, what a detail. I was right in the middle of telling him that when two squirrels come running... Oh, wait. I was right in the middle of telling him that when two squirrels come running right at us. It turns out it was a boy and a girl squirrel. The boy was trying to mate with her and she was not for it. You go, girl. They go running up a tree and come crashing back down through the branches. Then, I swear, the girl squirrel catches a branch with her two little squirrel hands and is dangling. The boy squirrel falls, wraps his arm around her little squirrel waist, then proceeds to do the deed mid-air. We are horrified but cannot look away. Then something drops right on my date's cheek. That's right. Squirrel semen on his face. What did I just read? This, you couldn't make that up if you tried. 
if you tried, that story does not exist unless it actually happened. That has to be like, that has to be something that has literally never happened to anybody else in the history of the world. That, oh man, I'm going to need a few days. I am going to need a few days to process that. Oh man. Okay. So this next one, I want to give um, a little preface to maybe like the, if you're listening with children or like your mom, uh, maybe like skip this one because we're going to be talking about fluids and anatomy that you might not want her to hear. So uh, mom and dad, my mom and dad, if you're listening to this, please, please skip. Back in summer 2015, this is her story. Back in summer 2015, I went on a Tinder dating spree. I had just graduated high school and during high school, I was never asked to a dance. I was never friends with guys or had even had a first kiss. Needless to say, I was loving all the Tinder attention. Yes. Uh, I have endless stories, but this one sticks out. One night I was Snapchatting one of my newest matches and he wanted to quote unquote, hang out at midnight. Mm -hmm. Being the 18 year old that I was, I didn't think twice and had him pick me up from my house so I could go missing without a trace if he decided to murder me. (laughs) Not funny. So he picks me up and we go for a drive. So obviously we pull over and start making out. Obviously he kept asking me to whisper dirty things, but I was mute. I tried to ignore him, but he kept asking over and over again. This was nothing compared to what was about to happen. He pulled his pants down and I started Get heavy petting, if you will, okay? Um, in reference to my last video, you all know what heavy petting is. She was wor- <laughs> She says, I was working my hardest to get this thing finished, if you know what I mean. After a few minutes, I felt something on my hand. I am dying thinking about this again, she says. <laughs> he turns on the light and says, I think you cut me. Sure enough, a ring I had on had sliced his banana and blood was gushing everywhere. I immediately immediately demanded he take me home. Poor guy had blue balls and a sliced dong. <laughs> That's such a good line. Oh, man. Maybe we should put that on a sweatshirt. Blue balls and a sliced dong. That is a recipe for disaster. Okay, moving along. Okay, she says, I'm a photographer, and I had a girl reach out and book me for engagements. I showed up. We took pictures, but it felt I felt weird. Oh, I felt it was weird that her fiance kept staring at me. I understand I'm a photographer and you're supposed to look at me, but when I tell you to look at each other and you continue to stare at me, I'm going to be concerned. Anyway, I brushed it off and once I was done editing, I let the bride know her pictures were finished. She told me they had broken off their engagement. I couldn't say I was too surprised. I gave her the pictures anyway since I had taken the time to edit them and and on my way I went. The next Sunday, I saw her ex-fiance at my church. I had never seen him there before. I was talking to some friends and he walked up and asked me out in front of everyone. I said, sure, because I didn't want to be a jerk. Big mistake, all caps. He asked me to, to a basketball game and I figured I would just get it over with and at least there would be lots of people around. He was on his phone the whole time, so at least I didn't have to talk to him. I told him I was going to the bathroom and he said, I'll go with you. I said, no, I'm good. And he said, no, I will be going with you. At this point, I'm thinking, what did I get myself into? When I came out of the bathroom, he asked if I wanted food. I told him I was okay, and he said, no, you are eating. I wish I could say he was joking, but he most definitely was not. We went back to our seats, and I texted someone who I knew was at the game and asked if I could get a ride home. They said yes. I told my date I wanted to leave, and he said he would take me. I told him it was okay, but of course, he said, no, you are not leaving without me. I was so scared. Okay, pause here. Pause here. This is what I'm talking about with the police, you guys. 
Like, are you, are you hearing this? Okay. It's about to get so much worse. She, he says, no, you are not leaving without me. I was so scared. I got up and started walking away and he started following me. He ran to catch up with me and said, we are going to get ice cream. I told him, no, I needed to get home. And he told me I was a liar. Finally, I convinced him to take me home. And instead he pulled down a dark road and texted someone. I asked him what he was doing. And he told me he texted his friends about how he was taking me down an alley to kill me. He started laughing and I demanded he take me home. He said he was sorry if he made me mad. I was texting and calling my friends just to talk to them because I was so scared. When it was 11:11, he said make a wish and then he said I wish you were dead. I was so close to home, I sprinted inside, locked the door and could still hear him outside my door. Okay, so this one fully fully not funny. Like this is just danger. This is just danger. No humor. Oh man. We should all be carrying pepper spray or like yeah, I don't know. That's really bad. I'm so sorry. The person who sent me this, I'm so sorry. Like this is next level. I hope, I'm really hoping, I know that most of my followers are listeners, like according to Instagram, my, my stats are like 4% men and I have like 30 brothers. So it's probably all them. But it's, I wish like dudes would listen to this and hear how insane they sound when they do things like this. So if you are, if you go on a bad date, Okay, here's the deal. If you go on a bad date, send them my podcast to this exact moment. And I will say, buddy, you did something creepy. She doesn't like you. Figure yourself out. Probably go to therapy before you go to prison. Okay. Next up, my friend went on a date with some guy from Tinder and he took her to get Mexican food. When the food came out, he pulled out a container of sour cream that he had brought for himself because he didn't want to pay extra for it. So many things wrong with this. The sour cream in the pocket, the unwillingness to pay like 40 cents for extra sour cream. She says that he didn't even offer her any, which I don't know. If I'm on a date with somebody and they pull out their own container of sour cream, am I actually going to eat that? Probably not. Um, I had to include that one. It was too wild. Okay, I think this might be our last our last terrible one. Next. Oh, never mind. I'll tell you guys in a second. So, she says, "When I was 21, I was repeatedly repeatedly asked out by a guy who was much older than me. A mutual friend convinced me to go, so I did." We went to a basketball game. It was fine, except for the fact that he drove a charger and talked to <laughs> talked about himself the whole time. I hate those cars. Uh, but that's beside the point. He was filling me in on his life, life history, a long history, and I counted the years and realized that he was at least 37. He was actually 39. Again, I was 21. A full 18 years older than me. I could have been his child. So I went home expecting to never speak to him again until I got this message. She came in with the screenshots, which I love. Always send me screenshots. The screenshot is a message from this man, this grandfather. And he says, I think you should rethink the idea that I'm too old. When our kids are first round draft picks and we are living out our wildest dreams, would it be so bad to be in love with a two sport college athlete who played pro basketball, went to Harvard, is still a virgin and will love you forever? A little bold to be sure, but worth another shot for dinner and a movie. I am trying to figure out which part of his description of, his, of himself is supposed to be impressive. None of those are cool. Two-sport college athlete, pro basketball, went to Harvard, and is still a virgin. That actually, I don't know. I don't know, man. This might make you the worst possible option. Also, you're 40. So, 
I mean, minimum, you played college basketball, I'm assuming basketball or football, uh, 20 years ago? 20 years ago. So pretty much when the girl who sent me this was born. I don't know, man. You just, you maybe should think of a new line. Maybe don't be like, maybe don't be broadcasting that. Ah, I don't know. It's like the guys who always tell you, like, who tell you that they're gonna be a doctor, you know? Like, oh, you're gonna regret it because I'm gonna be a doctor. Like, if half of the guys who told me they were gonna be doctors actually became doctors, COVID would have been eradicated, okay? None of them are going to med school. I think every person I ever went on a date with told me they were gonna be an anesthesiologist. Guess what they all do now? They do summer sales. Oh, I need a little hydration after that. So, um, a few of you asked me questions about dating, which I don't really know why you would come to me for any sort of dating advice. Um, it's almost like when people are married, we like think they're really good at dating. Um, I think the opposite was true for me. I was actually just really bad at dating. But um, yeah, somebody asked me what I think that you should know about someone before you date them. Let's break this down. You should know their system of going through airport security. Because let me tell you, this is where people's true colors come out. You know, the people who, who are not prepped, they get to the front of the line, they don't have their ticket, they don't have their ID, their shoes are still tied, their, their laptop is still in their bag. I need somebody efficient. This is something I love about Matt. We hop in the security line, he's ready to go. He's ready to throw it in the bin, go through. He's so quick. It is so hot. It's my favorite thing. I can't stand the lack of efficiency, the lack of hustle, if you will, that people feel when they're at an airport. Like I am ready to go. I'm I'm prepped and ready for everything. Like I don't want to hold up one single line. So if I was dating somebody and they did anything to hold me up, I would have I would have not done it. I I couldn't have done it. Um, another thing is how they. You should know how people speak to other. Uh, you should know how your significant other is going to speak to people in the service industry. This is another thing where people's character is so obvious. If you are ever on a date with anybody who says or does anything like rude to, to a server or somebody, I don't know, like somebody doing their, like cutting their hair or somebody, anybody who's providing a service and they treat them badly, you can absolutely guarantee that that's who they are. That, that's not, that's not fixable. Let's see. They're just, they're, they're just a terrible person. Next, you should know, you should know their relationship with their parents. I think that's a big one. Uh, their relationship with our mom, of course. Um, if you're dating a straight man, you should know how he treats his mom and his sisters. It's like classic. And also another thing you should know before dating somebody seriously is like their finan financial expectations. I don't know. I feel like that was a huge thing that Matt and I super aligned on. Like we were not confused where each other stood on any finances. And that was wonderful because then it makes your like, if, if you talk about it, here's my thing with uh, money, dating and money. I, I just, I don't know. You guys didn't ask for this, but whatever. I'll tell you anyways. So with money, I, I feel like it should, I, I don't feel weird talking about money at all. Um, Matt and I talk about it really openly because if you, if you keep it secret and hidden, it becomes scary. And it's like a scary topic to talk about. And money is, is, I mean, I think it's like statistically proven that most people fight or divorce over money issues. 
but like from the get-go we always talked about it so it's not a scary thing it's just a thing we talk about and you know we have our expectations and we let each other know and blah 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 um matt's expectations must be pretty low because i make a total of zero dollars and zero cents every year anyways um but that was that's really important those are my things those were the things that came to mind um and then somebody asked me what to do when their friend is dating somebody terrible um I'm trying to flash back to when my friends dated terrible people. Um, I always, I was always way too involved in my friends. I always tried way too hard to like break them up or like talk sense into them. It never worked. I don't think it's ever happened. I feel like probably just stick around, probably just be there. Classic, you know, be there when they break up. <coughs> Obviously, if it's a dangerous situation, you know, do the old Maddie trick, which is call the police. But if they're, if you just don't like their boyfriend, I don't know, hang around. They'll probably break up with them. I don't know. Hopefully, you, your friends have good taste. Uh, how's that for advice? Not, not useful, probably at all. But, <laughs> but hey, if you guys ask my advice, I'm gonna give it. It's not like I promised it would be good. Oh, okay. Next, you guys had a few, fair few questions for me, kind of a lot, actually. Um, I'm going to answer some of them that you guys ask me a lot. And I know a lot of people are new here and like have, have no clue who I am. And, and that's totally fair. So uh, you guys asked me how old I am. I'm 25, 26, 26, 27 in October. I was born October 14th, 1993, Atlanta, Georgia, to Dale and Nancy Murphy, if anybody needed that information. Uh, so I'm a Libra. I don't know if that's important, but I am one. So 26, almost 27. Wow, that caffeine really kicked in, as you can see, uh, how I just answered the how old are you question. Uh, am I married? Yes, I'm married. I'm married to the best person I've ever known. He does everything for me, everything with the podcast. He, he like does all my sound, all the editing, all the everything. So he, um, he, yeah, he's the best. He is, his name is Matt. We've been married for three years. I've known him long time. We're really good friends before we started dating. If you guys want a love story episode, I'll have him on. But he's the best. He's a producer and a songwriter, and he's just stupid talented, and I love being married to him. <laughs> Do I have kids? No, I have no kids. I would hope that if if and when I have kids, I would like talk about them at least once. Um, but no, I don't have kids. I, we have a lot of nieces and nephews that we're obsessed with. We're like not close to having kids. Uh, we're like probably 28% of the way ready. So maybe, maybe one day, but like, don't hold your breath. So next, somebody asked me if I wish I had sisters. So yeah, so I'm the youngest of eight kids. I've got seven older brothers. And no, I never wished I had, I never wished I had sisters. I, I'm really close to my family. And most of my brothers are married. And I, I genuinely very much like my sisters-in-law. And I'm not saying there's like not one that I don't like. I like them all. I'm close to all of them in different ways. And I also feel like sisters-in-law are like the perfect amount of sisterhood. Like they're part of my life. I love to talk to them. We are really close, but they're not like intrusive and like stealing my stuff, which I'm really into. Um, and growing up, I, I just was really close to my mom and I didn't have to share any like clothes or anything with anybody, which was nice. So no, I never wish I had a sister. I know that's like, I, I feel like girls with sisters are like, 
oh my gosh, I can't believe you don't want a sister. But it just, I obviously don't know what it's like. Like I have never had one, so I don't know. And I really like my family. <laughs> I like my brothers a lot. Uh, I'm like hands down the least funny person in my family. My brothers are are awesome. Some Sometimes they ask me like if they can be on the podcast, but I feel like if I have one, I got to have all seven. And like, that's just, it's a big commitment, guys. If you're out there listening, you just, there's too many of you. Huh. Next, somebody asked me um, about my famous, <laughs> about my famous dad. Um, yeah, so my dad is a former professional athlete. His name's Dale Murphy, he played for the Braves, um, which is cool. But he's also just the coolest person ever. I'm really, really close to my parents. Whoa. I talk to my mom probably like five or six times a day. And yeah, um, again, my my DMs are always open. I'm like totally fine to answer any questions you guys have. Um, I don't really know what you want to know about my dad, but yeah, he's so cool. And I'm, I like being his daughter. Somebody asked me what my death row meal is. Hmm. I don't know about a meal, but I'll tell you my hands down favorite thing to eat in the world. Okay. My favorite thing is a fresh loaf of bread, crispy, crunchy outside with a tender, fluffy middle, warm, with a uh, a pat of cold butter. That is my favorite thing in the world because when the butter is cold, you can taste it. It's creamy. It's salty. You got the crunchy bread. Mm, that is my favorite thing. I will eat. I could. I will and do eat that all day. It's my favorite. Um, but the butter has to be, I hate like room temperature, smushy butter. I don't like that. I need it cold. Next, somebody asked me, what did I major in? Well, flattering that you thought I went to college because I didn't. Um, I guess I technically attended college, but I never graduated. And I majored in a few things. I bounced around a lot. I was mostly a journalism major. I think I was like a speech speech major like a, like a communication major, but like an emphasis in like public speaking. I was a theater major. I was an English, did I say English major, like an American lit major. But then I failed American lit twice. So I uh, figured it really wasn't for me. Then I dropped out and I went to aesthetic school, which was okay. It was fun. Um, I talk about it a little bit in a previous episode about like the tox toxicity, is that a word? Um, about like how toxic the aesthetics world is. I don't know anybody who works at a spa who has had a good experience. Um, maybe we'll dig into that another time. Let me know if you guys want to. Um, yeah, so I am technically an esthetician. Somebody asked me my skin routine. I'm not your girl for beauty tips, not your girl for skin routines or like discount codes on jewelry. Um, all I got, I get most of my stuff at Target and, uh, just use that, use that filter on Instagram. So I'm tricking all of you. Um, someone asked my favorite comedians. Oh man, my favorite comedians. I love Nikki Glazer. I just got to see Nikki Glazer. She did one show, um, social distance mask on in Salt Lake, which was awesome. Nikki Glazer, Whitney Cummings, um, fortune Feimster. I love, I love like the OG SNL girls, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Kristen Wiig, Maya Rudolph. Um, yeah, I also like Eliza Schlesinger. She has a couple um, specials on Netflix that are amazing. And I, re I read Tina Fey's book when I was like 18. And it was the first time that it occurred to me that like comedy was like a field of interest. Like I didn't know that you could work in comedy. And it took me this long. So that was like almost 10 years ago. It took me this long to be like, you know, I actually want to like try to learn that. And so 
I always think back to reading her book. I still love her book. I read it frequent, not frequently. Why am I pretending like I read? I've read it like three times, but it's still really good. It's called Bossy Pants. Um, and then somebody asked me what my goal is with this account and with this podcast. Uh, your guess is as good as mine. I don't really know. I made this account to see if I could like make jokes and, you know, write, write funny stuff and maybe perform in a sense. Uh, but I don't really know where it's going or what it will be. We might just stay here forever just talking to each other. But I'm really happy that you're here. Um, if you're new, you probably don't know that I'm going to thank you like probably every five seconds. I feel so grateful for people who even take five seconds to look at or watch or message anything that I do. Like it is really overwhelming and I don't ever know how to thank you guys, but just thank you for being here. Um, please go subscribe, rate, review. Just it takes like takes like 20 seconds, not even 20 seconds. I sometimes can't read your I have to be in a really healthy like headspace to read the reviews because you guys are so incredibly kind. I do not deserve it. I don't deserve you. But please don't leave me stay forever. And yeah, remember that to or remember to follow me on Instagram at the bad broadcast. You can DM me anytime any questions that you have any topics that you want me to cover anything you want to complain about send me screenshots of your stupid dates. I, uh, I love it. I really feel like this is like, it's crazy because when I first started this and, and I was just, I'm still a pretty small account, but when I was even just a little tiny baby account and I started meeting people and I felt like, I feel like we're all friends. Like, I feel like if you're here, you're my friend. Like people will DM me and they're like, oh man, I wish we were friends. I'm like, no, we feel like friends. Like when you DM me and we're chatting, like this is a friendship. And I really, really appreciate you being here um, and taking the time to just listen to me be annoying. So did I say thank you yet? Uh, thanks. Okay. I love you. Have a safe week. Please wear your masks. Be safe. Wear your seatbelt. Wear your sunscreen. Uh, yeah, those are the three things you need to be wearing. Your mask, your seatbelt, and your sunscreen. And a smile. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>